God bless you, and welcome back to Yesterday Ended. This is your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you for joining me today. Our topic today in this podcast is with whom do we identify? All over the world, people are spending hundreds of millions of dollars each year to have items with their team's logo on it. They identify with that sports team. Watch some sporting events and you'll see people in costumes and with half their bodies painted in their team's color. So with whom do you identify? Let's take a look at two possible choices today and figure out with which one we'll identify. Sports teams, car brands, beverages, shoes, purses, clothes. There's so many different things with which we can identify ourselves. You can be right or you can be left. You can be red or you can be blue. Your identity can be your nationality, your financial status, your gender, whatever. The possibilities go on and on. But beyond the physical, there is the spiritual realm we need to recognize and deal with. We have a choice between the flesh or the spirit. Give a listen to my poem entitled, Which One? It's time to make a decision. By the one came sin, by the other grace. By the one came condemnation, by the other justification. By the one came death, by the other life. With which one will we identify? In Adam is the profitless flesh, in Christ the life-giving spirit. In Adam is disobedience, in Christ a perfect walk. In Adam is defeat, in Christ triumph. With which one will we identify? In the old man is bondage, in the new man liberty. In the old man is corruption, in the new man true holiness. In the old man is our past, in the new man our hope. With which one will we identify? With which one will we be united? With which one will we be equated? With which one will we be established? With which one will I identify? Who are you? This is the continuing question in our lives. There's so many ways to identify ourselves. Moment by moment, we all make choices as to which nature we'll identify with. So we need to go back to our theme verse, 2 Corinthians 5.17, to again look at the choices. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Old or new. In Christ, we are new creations. Old things are passed away. Unfortunately, our flesh is not changed. One's brain and all its memories remain part of the flesh. The sin in those memories has a bad habit of being resurrected by us. Oh, wretched man that I am! Or am I wretched? We have been delivered by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. In him we have grace, justification, and life. In Adam, we have sin, condemnation, and death. The choice of what we will live in each day, what we choose as our identity, is up to us. We have total free will. The war has been won, and yet the battle of choice still rages on. 
God has given all people the ability to choose. It's what's called free will. You remember that? Adam used his, and, and we know where that got us. God spelled out some choices to Israel on a number of occasions. We see one of them in Joshua 24, verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the god of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he called out Israel in another place in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Right now, choose to accept the finished work of Jesus Christ and to walk in him. The devil tricks us to think we cannot change from the old things and be that new creation in Christ. The truth is that by ourselves we cannot change. Jesus did the work to make us acceptable to God. Jesus is the offering that reconciled us to God. Jesus is the life within us. We can choose to accept these truths or not. The foundational truth of our choices lies in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. These are our two choices. We can be in Adam or in Christ, within the sphere of their influence. So let's compare the work of the two Adams and see which one did the best job. Perhaps that will uh, help us make the best choice with who we'll identify. The two choices are compared in Romans chapter 5. We'll pick it up in verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So this is what our great, 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 and several million more greats, grandpappy, Adam, gave to us. By him we have sin, and by sin we have death. To follow in Adam's footstep is a path of disobedience which ends in death. It continues in verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who was the figure of him that was to come. Adam's sin was a direct violation of God's commandment. Don't eat. The original sin, whatever forbidden fruit you might picture, was direct, self-willed disobedience to the voice of God. Of course, we've never done that. For anyone who has complained about life being unfair, it doesn't get any worse than this situation. We have not all sinned in the same magnitude as Adam, but the sentence of the court is the same. Death to all humanity. The comparison continues in verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. This reiterates that through the offense of Adam, we're all dead. 
But unlike the offense, the free gift is the grace of God and the gift of righteousness by that same grace. And it has been made available to all. Thank you, Jesus. The grace and this gift vastly surpass the offense of Adam. In Adam, we died, but in Christ, we gained eternal life. And there's more. Verse 16, And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. So then, not only were we made sinners because of Adam's transgression, we've had to live with the condemnation too. But the free gift through Jesus Christ has ended with justification. When we look into the mirror each day, what is our reaction? Do we see Adam in us and his condemnation, or do we see Jesus Christ in us and his justification? This is what identification is all about. Both Adam and Jesus Christ did the work, but we share in the results. The best part is we can choose with whom we identified. Right now, I choose Jesus. Verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. So by Adam's actions, death reigns on us. But because of Jesus Christ, we who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. We not only get life, but we also reign in life. A regal life is available in Jesus. Yet all too often we still walk in the flesh with Adam. Well, let's go back to verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. This is a judicial summation and conclusion. The result of the offense of Adam ended in a condemning judgment. On the other hand, we have Jesus by whose righteous act of obedience, our judgment ends with life. This is a life of freedom, not life in the prison of sin, which ends in death. Look at verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Adam made us sinners, Jesus made us righteous. Think of it this way, they both own factories. The people that come from Adam's factory are sinners, the people that come from Jesus's factory are righteous. Now here's an odd part of identification. We were born as sinners because we are the offspring of Adam, but we became righteous when we believed on Jesus. Our flesh stays the same, but we must make a choice of which model we will be every moment. We're free from sin. We need to reckon ourselves so and continue to walk in that. The redemption that is in Christ Jesus has set us free. We were kidnapped by sin, but Jesus paid our ransom to set us free. He gave his life for us so we would be released. And we are released, but do we believe those truths 
and live in them. Sports fans all over the world identify with their teams. They buy replicas of uniforms and wear them proudly, thus advertising to the world their support and belief in their team. But even if a fan were to steal an official uniform, wearing it would not make them a member of the team. Yet the finished work of Christ has done just that. We aren't just wearing a cool jersey. We aren't just fans of the team. We have been made teammates with the greatest player coach of all time, Jesus Christ. He has made us members of the body of Christ. Each moment is an opportunity to receive into manifestation the full redemptive work of Jesus. We can show that we have been redeemed and made righteous and reconciled to God and created unto a family relationship with him. When Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? Do you think he was having an identity crisis? (laughs) I don't think so. Yet how many times do we question who we are? When Jesus was baptized by John, the Father spoke to him that day and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. His identity came from the Father, not from what he was doing or had done, for his earthly ministry hadn't started yet. You are a child of God in whom he is well pleased. You're standing before him as his child and as a righteous one because of what was established by Jesus Christ in his work on the cross. The end result of that work was, it is finished. Your redemption and salvation was paid for by the blood of Jesus. Who you are is wrapped up in him. But you can choose for your identity to be wrapped up in Adam, to be wrapped up in doubt, worry, and fear. Each day we must choose to reckon ourselves dead to our past and alive to God. Our sin and the sin of Adam has been paid for by Jesus. We no longer need to carry the curses of the flesh, for Jesus was made a curse for us. We've been made free from everything Adam caused. Jesus has restored us and reconciled us into the presence of the Father, where we can live without shame, fear, or condemnation. The choice is ours. With which one will we identify? Even understanding the difference between Adam and Jesus and the consequences or the blessings, I recognize that making the correct choice each day can be a challenge. Our emotions, our fears, our mindsets have a way of pushing on us. But we have to remember that the Spirit of God is also present within us to strengthen us, to teach us, to guide us. We have a comforter. We're not alone. So make a declaration today of who you are. I am a child of God in whom he is well pleased. I am a victorious one. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I am worthy. I am beloved.